0: Welcome to
1: Torchow's. Nobody wants to see this piece of shit. Hey, you can't talk that way about
0: my movie. It was was a baby. She, She smothered her own baby.
1: Today we watched the pilot episode of Heil Honey, I'm Home, a television show from 1990. The IMDb summary says, In Berlin, 1938. Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun have a love-hate relationship with their Jewish neighbors in this
0: bizarre spoof of 50s American sitcoms. Hi, my name is Anthony Dinar, and this is my co-host, Brandon Hayes. Hello. And this is a comedy? <laughs> yeah. Like, somebody thought in 1990, any time after World War II, that it would be a good idea to have a comedy sitcom like I Love Lucy starring adolf fucking hitler well before we begin seriously before we begin i should probably
1: ask and then answer my own question are hitler and nazi germany both subjects that are untouchable in terms of comedy and the answer is no because nothing is like if handled properly even the worst things in life can be shown in some sort of humorous light in fact it's already been proven The Three Stooges made a short film called You Nasty Spy. It was the first Hollywood film to spoof Hitler, predating Charlie Chaplin's amazingly hysterical film The Great Dictator by nine whole months.
0: Awesome film, by the way.
1: Yeah. In the Stooges' short, the trio plays three comically evil dictators who run the country of Moronica. They made the short to publicize the Nazi threat before America even joined the war. All sorts of old cartoons made fun of Hitler in Nazi Germany. Bugs Bunny, Popeye, they all had their run-ins with the Axis powers. Albeit some of these cartoons are highly racist, but that's an unfortunate byproduct of the times. Uh, The most famous of these old cartoons is probably the Donald Duck short in Der Fuhrer's face. Uh, (laughs) Donald Duck lives through an absolutely miserable day in Nazi Germany. He's bossed around. He's forced to make weaponry for the war effort only to wake up in America and realize it's all just a horrible nightmare. Ogan's Heroes was a 1960s sitcom about a group of inmates who were imprisoned in a World War II POW camp. It lasted for six whole seasons. Yeah. The Producers is a 1968 film written and directed by Mel Brooks. It's about some Broadway producers who put on a show called Springtime for Hitler. The movie was remade in 2005 and an actual Broadway musical based on the same material ran for several years. It had 2,502 performances before closing. So there are tons of other examples. I couldn't possibly list them all. Um, I, I don't fault Hile Honey I'm Home for trying to tackle so-called taboo material, but I think it's absolute shit for several billion other reasons.
0: This episode, all I can say is just, It's incredibly offensive.
1: Right. And that's what I'm going to discuss as we go through uh, this review. Why is this offensive when those examples I just mentioned aren't? Right. You know, like let's let's delve in, see why Heil Honey was such a horrible train wreck.
0: This is interesting. This will be a unique episode of Torture Vision, kind of different from the other ones we've done in the past. Be kind of
1: controversial. Maybe not one you want to start with. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go to a, a lighter one, <laughs> lighter fare than this, if if this is your first listen. Anyway, um, Jeff Atkinson, the show's head writer, maintains that the aim of Pile Honey was not to shock, but to examine the appeasement surrounding Hitler in 1938. He concedes that the satire of this appeasement did not translate as well as he intended, probably because it wasn't written with any sort of intelligence. <laughs> Um I don't for a second believe that Atkinson was trying to make any sort of political statement uh or any statement of any kind. He was just hoping that the shock value of seeing Hitler on TV would be enough to keep the ratings afloat.
0: Yeah, but you would have you would have to have something to keep people watching. Like there has to be there has to be a reason why you think this would be good. I mean, the intro song basically like my interpretation of it is killing Jews is slightly less fun than being with you, Eva Brown. Like, that's essentially what I got from the intro song alone. This is horrible. It didn't come right out and say killing Jews, but
1: he said, like, being at work. I mean, that was his work. Exactly.
0: (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. And um, this came from the BBC. Like, when I first heard that we were going to do this episode, uh, when he came to me and, and suggested it, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, this is going to be an embarrassment to the United States. Uh, oh, wait a minute. What? The BBC did this? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I was see. slightly relieved, but horrified at the same time. I expected this to be like a Fox TV
1: show, like, it followed Mary with Children or something. Yeah. Like, all that trash television they did in the 90s. But no, no, it's it's overseas. But uh, so this is one thing the world can 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 shit on and not blame us for. (laughs) But um, so now that the groundwork's been laid, it's time to delve into the show itself. It starts with Hitler walking through the front door of his tiny German apartment. He
0: immediately shouts, Heil, honey, I'm home. All right, stop. Why is he living in an apartment? I don't know. He's the Fuhrer. He's living in a shithole apartment. I mean, it's not a shithole. Well, because
1: you need the, I mean, they want it to look just like I, I love, love Lucy, Lucy, like you mentioned, and also like he needs to have his neighbor. If he lived in a realistic, like, fucking castle callous or something, yeah. like he wouldn't have neighbors. And
0: But I mean, come on. But that's the strongest joke.
1: Heil, honey, I'm home. It's the name of the show. It's how it starts out. The first yeah. words of dialogue. And they then it just goes downhill it. from there. But that's that's I mean that's that's as funny as it gets. Yeah, that's sad to think because yeah. that's just fucking terrible. Like the rest of the show is just filler to pad the time slot. Yeah, like this premise might have made a fairly shitty SNL skit at best. <laughs> but that's it.
0: That's as good as you could hope for. Okay, so SNL sucks today. Oh yeah, Ex- yeah. Would would this skit be better or worse than the current SNL shit that's out right now? Did you hear that the announcer actually just died for uh, Uh, Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: I I can't even sit through (laughs) SNL, and I actually sat through Heil Honey. (laughs) So I don't know what that says about that show. It's also important to mention that Hitler's not wearing a swastika armband. In fact, there are no swastikas to be seen throughout the entire show. There
0: was a hat that the Goldstein wore um, that he took out of Hitler's bedroom, and it was like sideways or whatever because he was drunk. He wasn't wearing it like proudly or anything, but Mm -hmm. I could have sworn there was. Like maybe it wasn't the swastika, maybe it was the eagle or something, or the SS symbol, or yeah, something. The SS. I don't know. I I didn't see. I didn't notice the swastika. It's hard to tell because the the
1: picture quality of this sucks so bad, right? But um, yeah, I I I don't know if if it was. I I just I didn't see anything, so I just wrote down like Atkinson probably thought like making a show about Hitler's okay, but swastikas those are those are distasteful and controversial. Yeah, whatever. Eva Braun emerges from the kitchen as angry as can be and starts scolding Hitler. She's upset that he's never home. Her line of dialogue is this. On Monday, you had to meet with Goebbels. On Tuesday, von Ribbentrop. On Wednesday, Klaus Katzenjammer. So there's our second joke, believe it or not. (laughs) Um, Eva's bitching out Germany's most powerful man, and he's just forced to stand there and take it. (laughs) What a pussy whipped loser. (laughs) Oh, and also the mere mention of Goebbels and Ribbentrop is supposed to be hilarious, I guess. Ribbentrop was actively involved in the invasion of Poland, which started World War II, and he was closely involved with the Final Solution – Fucking Goebbels was propaganda minister. He stifled art and information, fed misinformation and hate speech to the people. He was basically the poster boy for anti-Semitism and often complained that the Jews weren't being exterminated quick enough. Goebbels, Ribbentrop, yeah, I recognize the names, but I'm not fucking laughing. Yeah. Like, that's not a joke. Uh, you know what I did find funny? When Charlie Chaplin wrote The Great Dictator and named his Minister of Propaganda character Herr Garbage. Like, th- that's, <laughs> that's funny. That's clever. And in fact, th- like, the names and places in of uh, several different things in The Great Dictator were funny. And overall, that script was intelligent. Yeah. Which I guess leads me to another big complaint about Heil Honey. I understand some liberties need to be taken when making the shit show, but... The characters are all wrong. They're nothing like their real life counterparts, and that's a major reason why this comedy doesn't work. Because humor needs to be grounded in some sort of realism, otherwise, the jokes have no meaning. So, you look at the real life Eva Braun, for example, she acted like a dumb, spoiled child most of her life. While the war raged on, she just socialized with her girlfriends. She watched movies and they got their hair done. She knew all about the atrocities at the concentration camps. But she didn't care. Her diary is full of juvenile nonsense. She didn't have any serious political thoughts or opinions written down once she complained that the war efforts had interrupted the production of her favorite German cosmetics. Gee, (laughs) what a tormented life she must have lived. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's some pretty solid material to crack jokes about, though, certainly. Eva was also a big-time Hitler apologist. He could do no wrong in her eyes. Eva had two sisters, and one of them used to criticize Hitler often. Not to his face, of course, but to Eva. So Eva told her sister to shut the hell up, saying, if someone overhears you and you wind up in a death camp, I won't try and save you from it. (laughs) This isn't exactly the type of person who's going to scold Hitler because he came home late from work. Yeah. In fact, Eva lived through two failed suicide attempts both of which historians believe she carried out only to get Hitler's attention. She was depressed because she felt she was being neglected. (laughs) Hey, Eva, there were literally millions of massacred people who would love to be ignored by the world's biggest monster. (laughs) Anyway, um... It's hard to stay on topic with the show because it's such a dismal train wreck. But the entire time I was watching, I kept thinking I'd rather be watching World War II documentaries on the History Channel.
0: Yeah. Well, those are actually interesting.
1: Yeah. Hitler tells Eva that Neville Chamberlain, the prime minister of the UK, is coming over for a visit. Eva once again complains, saying Hitler didn't give her enough advance notice so she doesn't have time to cook up a proper dinner for the occasion. Meanwhile, Chamberlain doesn't arrive until tomorrow. There are plenty of fancy meals you can make that don't require 24 hours of preparation. She
0: couldn't get anything out of the icebox. It's like, well, okay, fine. It doesn't have time to thaw. Go to the fucking store and get something new. Or, in fact, like, hire one of your fucking servants to do it. You guys are the top of the pyramid. You're
1: the Hitlers. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she'd learn how to cook one or two of these other meals if she wasn't spending all her free time trying to commit suicide. (laughs) Hitler says... If you don't get off my back, I'm not going to tell you why Neville's coming. And Eva says, you don't need to tell me why. I already know. It's Czechoslovakia. At this point, I'm guessing 99% of the audience of Heil Honey doesn't have a fucking clue what these characters are talking about. Because they're referencing a real event in world history. Again, I have to complain about the bad writing here. Like, Atkinson should have tried to write in some explanation as to what Czechoslovakia means in this reference. But for those of you who aren't familiar with uh, the Czech situation, I'll tell you the short version. Uh, It'll kind of be like the show Drunk History, except I'm only (laughs) slightly buzzed and I'm not spouting out total bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's around September of 1938. World War II is only one year away. The war officially started on September 1st, 1939. Hitler's been a major shitheel already. He's reoccupied the Rhineland, annexed Austria, basically shat all over the Treaty of Versailles, which was the peace treaty that ended the First World War. Now, Hitler's poised to invade Czechoslovakia. France, which hasn't yet aligned with Germany, was bound by treaty to intervene if Czechoslovakia was invaded. So the whole situation is a powder keg just waiting to explode, right? Right. Uh, British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain made it his personal mission to put an end to this conflict. Hitler and Chamberlain have a one-on-one discussion. Hitler's up in arms because he says there are tons of Germans stuck living in the Sudeten area of Czechoslovakia. He says they're being treated badly. They're even being murdered in mass. And thus it's not right, systematically killing people because they're different. Thus the vote coming to. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, so basically Chamberlain said, if we allow Germany to take the Sudetenlands, will that stop your little temper tantrum? And Hitler kind of sort of agrees. And this is far from the only meeting between Hitler and Chamberlain. They had several sit-downs. And every time Chamberlain thought he ironed out a solid deal, Hitler would come up with a more ridiculous demand. Like um, he complained that the transfer of land wasn't quick enough. Or he said he didn't want any sort of committee to overlook the proceedings, you know, to make sure, like, everything was going according to the rules. Right. Um, You know, so on and so forth. Hitler reassures Chamberlain, though, that after the Sudetenlands are his, he has no more territorial ambitions in Europe. <laughs> Tons of people hated this deal. They thought Chamberlain was a fool who was essentially bullied by Hitler, but ultimately everyone conceded because they wanted to avoid a war. You have to remember, like World War I was only 20 years ago, right. so no one was anxious to rekindle that bullshit. So this crappy agreement was put onto paper, and everyone signed it except for the Czechs, because they weren't even invited to this peace summit. (laughs) It was only their land being debated over, but why would they have any reason to attend? They're like the orphans from the Warriors episode that we did. No one invited them. (laughs) So after this official agreement was signed, Chamberlain wrote up a small personal document. He managed to get Hitler to sign this paper, too. When Chamberlain returned home... He proudly read its contents to the public, and it said, We regard the agreement signed last night and the Anglo-German naval agreement as symbolic of the desire of our two peoples never to go to war with one another again. So in October of 1938, Hitler got his hands on the Sudetenlands. Winston Churchill publicly denounced the whole ordeal. He said, The belief that security can be obtained by throwing a small state to the wolves is a fatal delusion. A few months later, March 1939, Hitler seized the rest of Czechoslovakia. Chamberlain resigned his premiership sometime in 1940, and Churchill took over. So basically, the premise of this pilot episode is that Chamberlain is coming to visit, discuss Czechoslovakia, and get Hitler to sign this pointless peace agreement. Meanwhile, Hitler doesn't want his noisy neighbors finding out about Chamberlain's visit.
0: Is this why, like, because the BBC uh, aired this stupid sitcom... Um is this why they made Chamberlain look so dumb? I think so. They're making
1: a joke of what had happened in the past how he became a laughingstock in the past, but Yeah. I mean that it's easy to say you know hindsight is 2020. It's easy to say that that his peace agreement back then was was a bad deal. Right. But I mean it, he he was trying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't a fucking retard like they showed him out to be in the show. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Hitler doesn't want his noisy neighbors finding out about Chamberlain's visit. Why? Because then they'll find out a
0: way to invite themselves over. And Hitler hates his neighbors because they're Jews. (laughs) But you know what? They never used the word Jew once in the show, which I was really surprised. Oh, but their name is Arnie Arnie and
1: Rosa Goldenstein. Yeah, I know. I know. It's bad. They're like the Fred and Ethel Mertz of the show. In her very first introduction to these characters, it takes place inside their bedroom where everything is decorated in the color gold <laughs> uh, and they bicker back and forth and make several references to money. It's about as lazy as comedy can get. Ah, oh, Jews are greedy, blah blah
0: blah, yeah, it was just one um it's just one fucking stereotype after the next about Jews. It's fucking disgusting,
1: so Rosa just walks into Eva's kitchen completely uninvited, just like Ethel used to barge in on Lucy. And, um, Eva doesn't complain in the slightest and they seem to be best friends. Yeah. Which again, the show is built upon a foundation of horrible writing decisions, just one after another. So Eva and Rosa share some girl talk and this is when Eva drops a bunch of hints that just about the most important person in Europe is coming over for dinner. Eva basically sabotages Hitler's dinner plans for no good reason. And this is when I realize another fatal flaw in this show. Premises like these force the audience to side with Hitler. Like, in I Love Lucy, viewers didn't want to see Lucy ruin Ricky Ricardo's plans. They wanted to see the couple get into comedic situations, sure, but ultimately, they hoped for the best. So the same logic applies here. We, as the audience, are strong-armed into hoping Hitler's dinner plans go smoothly. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. It is terrible. Anyway, Eva doesn't want to come right out and say that their dinner guest is Neville Chamberlain. So she plays a game of charades with Rosa. It takes a long-ass time, but Rosa finally guesses who's coming to dinner. And then Rosa says, does Neville have a wife? Because I might just have a girl for him. It turns out Rosa has this niece or cousin or something, some kind of blood relative. Her name's Ruth, and she's this hideous, awkward (laughs) mongoloid. Uh, Rosa spends a good portion of this episode trying to hook up Ruth and Neville. Meanwhile, Neville did have a wife. Anne Chamberlain, who he married in 1911, and they remained married until his death. So at the end of this episode, however, Neville and Ruth end
0: up going on a dinner date together. It's fucking horrible. (laughs) Again, just making him look bad and stupid. Yeah. He's so dumb, he'll date a fucking fish. Like.
1: (laughs) neville's due to arrive at hitler's apartment in an hour or so arnie and rosa goldenstein invite themselves over to hitler's apartment of course hitler's furious but uh he's always furious (laughs) (laughs) but he's completely powerless to have them removed from his apartment for some unexplained reason and now eva pulls a 180 she's the one who caused this whole fucking problem right but now she's conspiring with hitler to make the goldstein goldensteins disappear She suggests that they get their unwanted guests super drunk and then just drag them out of the apartment before Neville arrives. But because this is a sitcom, no plan ever works out like it should. Getting the Goldensteins drunk only manages to make them even more annoying than usual. (laughs) Oh, and this is absolutely terrible. While the Hitlers and the Goldensteins are having drinks, Adolf gets a phone call from Joseph Goebbels. He announces out loud, hey everyone, it's Joe Goebbels. And then Rosa cheerfully says, "Hi, Joe, yeah like, are you fucking kidding me? like, why would Rosa or any <laughs> Jewish person extend such a kind
0: greeting to this fucking asshole? Uh, they're like they're Jewish in blood only, but like because they live in Berlin, they're like, We're cool we're 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 part of the Nazi party. don't kill us we're we're the good ones. Yeah. It's so disgusting. Like,
1: I know this is an alternate reality where Rosa is actually sitting on Hitler's couch, but come on. Like, is it, hi, Joe. How's your organized boycott of Jewish business going? You know, the anti-Semitic movement that's currently happening during the timeline of this show? The movement that, in just two short months, will culminate in crystal knocked? Yeah, how's it going, Joe, old buddy, old pal? Like, what <laughs> fucking bullshit? <laughs> And by the way, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Kristallnacht, look it up
0: online. Or don't.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's also known as the Night of Broken Glass, and it's one of the many horror stories from Nazi Germany. Quite interesting uh, bit of history. Horrible, terrible.
0: Yeah. But no, anyway. it's, it's awful. That's
1: why it's like, it's super depressing. Um, Neville Chamberlain arrives at Hitler's apartment. Eva offers him a pot of tea. And then Chamberlain responds by singing the I'm a Little Teapot song. I guess this is supposed to make him look like a fool again, like what we talked about. The guy's not a fucking moron. He is in this show. Yeah, but why paint him out to be some kind of immature dumbass? I don't know, it's because Like, I mean, if you want to make fun of the situation, like and the bad mistake he
0: made, so be it, but you don't have to make him stupid. It's because Churchill could do no wrong and Probably uh, Britain's eyes. So like it was, it was just one of those things. that, Like, hey, this guy, uh, you know, he had to fall on the sword. He fucked up. He gave Hitler this power or whatever. Like they, they, they personally blame him. I guess is is my, I don't know. Just to pump up Churchill. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Churchill I was know. great and all. I, I'm, I just don't understand why you had to make anybody look dumber than they were. I mean, it's. it's Hitler was a horrible person like we can all get along on that right why why make this fucking TV show that's
1: actually like we've talked about this before when we're watching like documentaries on uh, Netflix history channel whatever it's all about World War II Hitler and they're like Hitler was secretly gay or you know like (laughs) Hitler used to like to wear panties or something like that it's like Why are you trying to demonize him? Like, it's fine. I don't care. He was an asshole, so whatever. But, like, was killing a ton of Jews not bad enough? Really? You're like, yeah, he killed a ton of Jews. Oh, he wore women's
0: panties? Fuck that guy. (laughs) Like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to make him any worse than he already is. And then it's insulting to, like, gays because it's like, oh, like, now all of a sudden, just because I'm gay... I'm, like, relatable to Hitler. Fuck you. God
1: damn it. Also, meanwhile, like, by making Chamberlain just this complete retard, now the premise of the show is officially taking a shit. Because Hitler's upset that the Goldensteins are, quote-unquote, ruining his dinner, right? But Neville's a total clown. So the presence of the Goldensteins isn't going to upset Chamberlain. It's not going to embarrass Hitler. All the stakes, all the tension, every ounce of complication created by the Goldensteins has entirely disappeared. Yeah, well, who yeah. cares that they're there anymore?
0: It was, it was actually because of the way that he broke down and signed that agreement. What was the title of that? The Peace in Our Time. Yeah, the Peace in Our Time uh, document. So it was, it was like, oh, like look how dumb he is. That he, what's his name? chamberlain look how dumb chamberlain is like oh he thought that hitler was serious or whatever blah 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 like again like this was in a weird way this show it's pro hitler like you you, you're strong-armed as the audience to side with him like yeah chamberlain's a fucking idiot and hitler was just a relatable guy (laughs) i mean this is horrible I can't believe they made this. This was like a, a fucking gold mine when when I came across this uh, TV series. Like I hate to say it, but I wish there was more to watch. Well, we'll talk about that when we
1: get to the end of the thing or like uh, the other episodes that exist. but uh, so Neville finds a free moment to pull Hitler aside so they can have a private conversation. and Neville says, we all feel you've been a rather naughty boy with this whole Czechoslovakian nonsense, eh? Neville then presents Hitler with a piece-in-our-time document. Just sign it, and we'll put this whole ordeal behind us. It's it really just truncating history. And again, like, because the show didn't explain any of this, it means nothing to the audience. All unless right. you heard the, the description that I just read. Right. But I mean, to- it's
0: 1990. I still don't think a lot of people would know... All the ins and out of history. I mean, no. it, it's it's been too long for one, and they act like this was released like right after World War II, which they couldn't probably get away with back then.
1: It'd be too no. There was a there was a really good documentary called uh, Hitler: The Comedy Years. Which actually watches that and they they talk about um, the the different uh, filmmakers like, you know, Three Stooges. They talk about everyone who was making fun of Hitler and then as soon – and he was a joke. He was a total clown uh, over here. And then as soon as the the pictures of concentration camps started getting around the world, everyone was like, oh, my God, this isn't – even close to funny anymore right and it completely shut it down right and um and it took a long ass time for for nazis to even appear in film again and even like in the way the documentary does it much better than my synopsis right now but it shows like the long strange journey it's been to to make hitler a joke again because you know it, it, people were so shocked by those images that you you couldn't make him a uh, clown to goof on
0: yeah but like to have like cartoons and stuff that were uh you know like daffy duck or whatever bugs bunny that were making fun of hitler like that was kind of like pro you know war on the american side and the allies and like while why we are the the winning side blah 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 um like after the war even like i'm sure like people just didn't want to talk about it i would assume like it was just over and then eventually like those became banned cartoons cuz you said like in the very beginning like they were racist even like even though it was oh, the you american got the, side the,
1: the big tooth japanese going
0: oh oh yeah also oh. yeah Buck's bunny's like handing out ice cream uh popsicles and stuff with grenades in them he's like here you go you know buck tooth here you go slanty eyes yeah, i remember that it's one like, jesus <laughs> christ this is horrible Um, but like those are all banned now. You can't, you can't see those anymore. Um, you can find a bunch of them on YouTube and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's because YouTube's a fucking cesspool. It's
1: got Isle Honey, I'm home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyway, Hitler takes this document from Neville and he tries to hide it because he has no intention of signing it. Neville quickly discovers Hitler's brilliant plan and scolds him like he's a baby or something says, you are a very, very naughty little Hitler.
0: Yeah, oh my God. Like, what the fuck
1: am I watching? This writing is a total embarrassment, even by sitcom standards. (laughs) So I'm guessing calling Hitler naughty is kind of like calling Marty McFly chicken because Hitler immediately signs a document to prove himself. He's like, how dare you? (laughs) Nobody, but nobody calls me naughty. (laughs) (laughs) So then he's like, uh now am i a nice fur or what i'm the sweetest mr nice guy you know so neville's beyond happy to have his stupid little document signed and he takes ruth by an arm and the two of them go on their adulterous dinner date <laughs> and hitler and eva cuddle on the couch
0: and that's the end of the pilot episode <laughs> there there's disgusting uh every once in a while they mentioned it a couple times where hitler is talking about his like cookie duster mustache being the tickler and Eva Brown says something about like his sausage like it's all like like talking about his dick right? I don't (laughs) know
1: she said that was his nickname for him was like she called him Mr. Sausage and he called her Hoochie Coochie Girl yeah it's like It's like, I've actually taken the time to write stuff and none of it will ever see the light of television, but this actually made it. Yeah.
0: It's
1: disgusting. So this was the only episode of Hile Honey to air before the show was immediately canceled. Big
0: surprise. And I still don't think it was canceled fast enough. (laughs) That the actors and actresses actually, like... Performed
1: and made this is amazing. So Heil Honey was commissioned by the satellite television channel Galaxy, part of BSB, also known as British Satellite Broadcasting. After a television merger of BSB and Sky, the Galaxy channel basically disappeared. And I'm only mentioning this because Heil Honey aired on the 30th of September, 1990. This merger took effect only a few months later. Galaxy ceased to exist on December 2nd, 1990. So whoever cut the checks for Hile Honey probably figured, who cares if the show fails? This entire channel is toast in a few months. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. what, what, you know, who cares? Yeah. Um, The cast and crew, where are they now? I already talked about Jeff Atkinson, the head writer. He's worked fairly regularly since 1990 both writing and producing tons of stuff that mostly sounds awful, like this, for example. Badly dubbed porn. The IMDb summary says, scenes from soft porn films redubbed with a comedy soundtrack.
0: Wow, how could you take a step down from <laughs> Honey, I'm Home? Wait a minute, that's...
1: <laughs> the second writer credited on this turd is Paul Wayne. Paul was actually a successful writer. Just to give a few examples, he wrote six episodes of Bewitched, 58 episodes of the Sonny and Cher comedy
0: hour, and 11 episodes of Three's Company. Well, they certainly got like that I Love Lucy and old sitcom feel. Yeah, Hile Honey is the
1: last thing Paul ever wrote. Ooh. But I know he's still alive because up until 2003 anyway, like he was uh, actually, because he has an acting credit in the direct-to-video movie Georgia the Jungle 2, in which he plays a Kenny Rogers impersonator, Juliet May directed every episode of Hile Honey. There's really nothing interesting to say about her. She's had steady work since then, directed tons of unwatchable British television. And she never put this on her resume, and that's how she got all those other jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think anyone gives a shit about Laura Bratton, the actress who played Ruth. She's pretty much a nobody. On her IMDb profile, it says she's best known for her role in the 1997 James Bond movie Tomorrow Never Dies, in which she played the oh-so-memorable character, Staff Officer Number (laughs) 2. Denica Fairman, the actress who played Ava Braun, is mostly known for, for being a voice actress, which she's done since age 12. Her films seem to be mostly second-rate anime, though, nothing even remotely interesting. Her last acting credit is for a 2006 documentary that reenacts the events of 9-11. I guess she's just drawn to tragedy like a moth (laughs) to a flame. (laughs) Uh, Denica was actually replaced as Eva Braun for the rest of Hile Honey. I'm not sure why. Her acting wasn't any worse than the rest of the crew. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, actress Maria Friedman took over the role. Of course, none of her episodes aired because the show was canceled, which is probably why she doesn't mind showing the rest of the world what she looks like. She's the only member out of the entire cast and crew who has a photograph on IMDb. (laughs) Uh, Caroline Gruber, the actress who played Rosa Goldenstein, is barely an actress. She doesn't have many credits to her name, and most of those credits are nameless, like woman, maid, nurse, and dress buyer. (laughs) Uh, Gareth Marks who played Arnie Goldenstein his official website says that in addition to acting he's also a musician I watched one of his music videos on YouTube it was called Lady of Leisure the lyrics are strange he's basically making fun of elderly actresses who used to be pretty saying it sucks that you lost your looks doesn't it no one likes you now suck it (laughs) like I mean this I, I don't know if that's him trying to be funny or not the music sounds like watered down
0: nxs like it's (laughs) he's the real life leisure leisure suit larry (laughs) Uh, i mean like none all these people got way more work than they deserve after being in this monstrosity like they all deserve to not work again (laughs) patrick cargill who played neville chamberlain was a stage actor who started
1: working in movies in 1949 He had quite an accomplished filmography. For example, he acted in a film that was written and directed by Charlie Chaplin. Patrick died on May 23rd, 1996 at the age of 77. The cause of death was a brain tumor. Heil Honey was the very last thing he ever filmed. A horrible stain on an otherwise decent acting career.
0: What a way to go out.
1: And then finally, Neil McCall, the actor who played Hitler, continues to do a lot of small-time television roles. And he does a lot of video game voice work as well. In the documentary I mentioned earlier, uh, Hitler: The Comedy Years, Neil talked about his experience filming. He said the audiences were completely bemused, which is when it struck me that maybe this wasn't as funny as we <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> so he admitted he thought this was awesome. <laughs> is. Which is funny because it, it points out like this was filmed before a live studio audience. When you watch that, all that that wow. wasn't laugh track. That was actual people watching this. Wow. So uh, I'm not exactly sure how many episodes were filmed. IMDb says, quote, Although eight episodes were shot, only the pilot was ever transmitted following accusations of bad taste. Wikipedia also says only eight episodes were made. Actor Gareth Marks tells a different story, the guy who played Arnie. um, Or stories, I should say. Uh, Gareth Marks has an official YouTube channel. His username is gmo music. The account's been inactive for about seven years, but on December 2nd, 2006, he uploaded a video titled Gareth Marks Comedy Show Reel. If you watch that video, you can see a few extra minutes of Heil Honey, I'm Home clips, most of which were taken from unaired episodes. When a YouTube user asked if these were unaired clips, Gareth replied, yes. There were about 12 other episodes filmed. Due to the growing interest in the show, some TV companies have tried to obtain the rights to screen them. Wow. Then, if you go to GarethMarks.com, in the film and television section, it lists Heil Honey at the very top of his filmography. <laughs> He's so proud of that. He is. And it says... <laughs> There were 16 episodes. Wow. The sad thing is, he's probably over-exaggerating the number of episodes because they're probably the most talked about productions of his entire career. Yeah. I choose to believe IMDb and Wikipedia. There were only eight.
0: Yeah. But still, I would love to see the rest of those.
1: Oh, that the first one was so bad, though. Oh, yeah. I heard there was, like, one of the bits or the plot summaries or whatever, like, in one of the episodes is, like... uh hitler and eva try to kill their neighbors like they spend the whole time that's like real life yeah (laughs) i I guess i wanted more realism but that's it that's all i've got were you expecting
0: it to go any other way i mean (laughs) yeah it's like the last episode of alf like like just they all end up in the concentration camps (laughs) i mean like this is disgusting
1: Oh, but that's it. That's all I've got to say about Heil Honey. It was without a doubt the worst thing we've ever reviewed. And I know we've abandoned some reviews. But for example, we keep constantly talking about Cronenberg's crash. <laughs> but uh, strangely, some of those things were better than Heil Honey. Like, the only thing that made the shit show reviewable was the fact that we could discuss real-life history and completely criticize uh, Jeff Atkinson's bad writing. Yeah. Otherwise, this would have been a complete waste of time to watch.
0: Yeah, if it was anybody else but just, Hitler, it, yeah, we would have just trashed it. it just, it's because it's that controversial that it was actually worth sticking through the, uh, the episode.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, basically nothing happened in the story. Line. Yeah. It was garbage. Uh, this pilot episode is super easy to find on YouTube, like we mentioned, but I don't recommend anyone watch it. I mean, maybe watch two or three seconds of it. Just to get a feel for it. But to know that, that we didn't thing. lie
0: to you, that this thing really does exist. Yeah, this is, this is not an April Fool's episode. <laughs> it's like wet paint. Do not touch. <laughs>
1: The the controversy involving the subject matter may sound interesting, and may th- you may think like, oh well, how could this not be entertaining? But yeah. it's
0: really not. If anybody out there can <laughs> has access to the remaining episodes, please. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say burn them or send them to us. <laughs> <sighs> I, I don't want them. Burn them. <laughs> Burn them and
1: send us the ashes. Um, to simply say this thing was an abortion doesn't cut it, though. Like, The Heil Honey I'm Home is less funny than an Adam Sandler film, and it's more <laughs> joyless than Zack <laughs> Schneider's Superman.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Is that it? Unless you got something else to say. Do we have a clip? What was the clip? Oh. Anyways, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this bizarre episode. Can you hear that?
1: You think the guy doesn't get enough chances to argue at work without bringing it home with him?
0: What happened to us once we had something so pure, so wonderful, so fresh on us. What happened to it? You spent it all. Make sure to check us out on TortureVision.com or listen to us on iTunes. We can also be found at Facebook.com slash TortureVision, Twitter.com slash TortureVision, YouTube.com slash User slash TortureVisionTV, and Instagram.com slash TortureVision!